Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. Welcome back to another episode of I Speak Human. Guys, I'm really excited about today's episode. Let me tell you a little bit about it. (laughs) It is the astrology of Gilmore Girls. This episode was recorded um, back in August or early September. I'm not exactly sure, but around that time of 2021. So this is a fairly old podcast recording and it is part one of two. And on this episode that you're about to hear, me and my delightful friend, Catherine, who is a fellow astrologer, human design reader, um, channel, Akashic Record reader. She's been on other episodes before. I've also been on her podcast, um, Soul Rediscovery. And she joined me on this episode and we broke down the astrology of Gilmore Girls. And what's really interesting about Gilmore Girls is that we are provided some specific even birth times, like down to Rory. And so in this first episode, we talk about our love of Gilmore Girls, how we connected to the show and continue to connect to the show now. And then we dive into some of the real charts. So you're going to hear on here, Rory's chart is, this is her chart. We're given the time, we're given the date, and we know where she was born. So we're able to kind of inspect that chart and base the rest of the um, speculations based on a chart that we know is true from the show. So I talk a lot about in, about that in this episode. Um, if you want to follow along, go follow me on Instagram at Victoria G. Stevens, and I'm going to be posting the charts that we talk about. So we talk about some because like, for instance, in this episode, we go back and forth whether we think that Emily Gilmore is a Capricorn rising or Virgo rising. We look at her chart in um, Placidus and whole sign. And unfortunately, I don't have the video for this. So you'll have to look along, follow along on your phone. Um, but yeah, so go check it out on Instagram. And you also can put the birth information in yourself as well. And then you can just look at it on your own favorite astrology app. But I just wanted to, yeah, come on here and say, hey, before we jump into this episode, um, like I said, this episode was recorded a while ago and Catherine and I actually recorded this episode and um, another astrology episode about the office. But unfortunately, the office files were compromised and they... I cannot put them into a podcast, but I was able to recover the Gilmore Girls files. And Catherine, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to get this podcast out. But um, when we recorded it, I was kind of taking a break from the podcast. And I knew I wanted to bring this episode back because it's such a fantastic episode. And part two is just as good. Um, So I knew I was going to release it. But yeah. 
<laughs> it has been a while, but it's perfect. It's the perfect timing. And Gilmore Girls is always in season and always in fashion. Um, so yeah, if you don't like Gilmore Girls or if you've never seen it, you know, this episode may not be for you. <laughs> but if you're a lover or Gilmore Girls or astrology, it's just I think it can be really interesting to dissect characters in TV um, to help understand themes and, you know, because you're able to see things from a zoomed out perspective. Um, Yeah. So without further ado, please enjoy the episode and I will see you on the other side. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? I'm so good. How are you? I'm weirdly excited about this. I told you it's not weird to be it's excited. It's not weird. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a normal thing to be excited about. Good. Well, I am excited about it. We Thank you so much for coming on the pod and doing this with me. Oh my god, my pleasure. Honestly. So I just kind of want to start out with just some, like, tell me about your love of Gilmore Girls. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I actually remember when I started watching Gilmore Girls because I was on vacation with my cousins who were a little bit older than me and they had been watching it for a while. I don't even remember what season it was in at that point or how old I was or anything, but I so clearly remember being on this like huge bed and then just falling in love with it instantly like I saw so much of myself and Rory um so it must have been the earlier seasons (laughs) and not when she becomes a totally different person but um I saw so much of myself and Rory and I just loved like how charming it was and their town and Stars Hollow and everything and but I just remember like being in this huge bed and watching it for hours and hours and hours and then just instantly falling in love. Everybody has their Gilmore Girls story. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) How old were you? Oh, God, I have no idea. I mean, I was young. I remember being younger, (laughs) but I don't remember my exact age. Well, because you, because how old are you? I'm 27. You're 27. So when the series came out, like when Rory graduated, when the series ended was 2007. So how old were you in 2007? Um, 2007, I would have been in middle school. So probably like around 12 or 13. I'm just, I think I'm fascinated by like the ages of people that watch it and when, because like, for me, I was in high school when the show ended, but I started watching it kind of in high school and I had never seen it before then. But when it like <laughs> became like an obsession was college and I mm. like I remember it was like Netflix back when you could order the disc like mm-hmm. it wasn't even streaming yet. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I do. Oh, my gosh. And I ordered the disc for like, I remember it was season five. And I remember being like, and that was like my favorite season. I was like, and I know everyone hates five, six, and seven, or five and six, seven. And I'm like, I love five. It just was when everything went to shit. (laughs) It just was awesome to watch. I just love watching a dumpster fire. (laughs) 
I love, but then I, and I love everything you're saying. I love the town. I love the charm of it. But I will say the first couple seasons, I'm like, okay, okay, we get it. It's cute. Cinnamon's Wake. Like, I think it's because I know what's coming that I, I like the first few seasons. But it's funny. I would say the later seasons are like what I identify with. My absolute favorite, because I have like the biggest thing for Jess. So my absolute yes. favorite part of Gilmore Girls is any any season, any episode that Jess is in. Um, I think he's probably my favorite. Well, Sookie, but after Sookie, he's probably my favorite character. But, How do you yeah. say her name? You say Sookie. Sookie. Did I say it weird? Y- yeah, I say Suki. Suki. I thought it was like Suki. 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 Well, now I kind of think I'm saying it weird because I say Suki. 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 But now I feel like you're kind of right. Suki. Suki. Suki St. James. But her name is spelled. Melissa, get back to us. Let us know. Melissa, how do you see your name? We're very curious. She's my favorite character. I don't know how to say her name. I well, I kind of I didn't realize I didn't, but now I'm questioning it. Um, okay, so we're going both. to do what? I said maybe they say both. <laughs> maybe they maybe they do. I'm looking this up because I need to know. But you know what? I pronounce I honestly pronounce things wrong all the time. So it's like kind of a joke between my friends and me that I, she's she's like, why do you say it? cashew instead of cashew or like you know oh I say cashew okay then I guess I say the other way because I say because I don't realize that I say it weird and then she's like cashew cashew Cashew." yeah (laughs) or for the longest time I said Hawaii instead of Hawaii and no one corrected me and my mom say it again I I said Hawaii without Hawaii with the e at the end and my mom, I was literally in high school when I found out that it was Hawaii and I'd been saying it wrong because my mom was like, it was just so cute when you were younger. I didn't want to correct you. Oh, so she knew. It wasn't like she just didn't notice. No, she she for sure knew. And then she just didn't correct me. So that's I, amazing. Yeah. So I say a bunch of words incorrectly. So we're going to look at it. Look up how to pronounce Suki. Sookie, Sookie. I have seen it spelled Sookie. When I was like researching, it's, I saw it spelled like that. It's spelled Sookie. That's why it's confusing. But anyways, okay. I'm going to look this up while we continue to talk. Um, Okay, so fell in love with the Gilmore Girls. I think I also fell into love with it when I got depressed in college. Like, and oh, just like- would binge watch it. <laughs> I well yeah I mean I think it's like a rite of passage to binge watch it in college. So my college roommate was obsessed. Like she she actually is though. Shout out to Donna. She is the biggest Gilmore Girls fan I have ever met in my entire life. Ever. And we used to just binge it like crazy. But anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just thought no, you're good about that. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it is a rite of passage. Why do you think that is? Just, I'm always curious about like the sociology. Like, what do you think that says about us as humans that we all do that in college with the show? I don't know. I think there's something like comforting about it in college. Maybe because seeing Rory go through, because those were, because like those later seasons, 
even though I hate <laughs> when Rory's in college, but it was like, there's something about like that collegiate, especially because it's like that East Coast, even though I went to school at UC Santa Barbara, <laughs> which could not be further, but, but it's just like that collegiate feeling, you know, like, I, yes. I, I do always think of Gilmore Girls when I think of like school and going back to school and like autumnal stuff, you know? I think there's also something to that, like, her, I mean, she has that, like, Virgo Libra energy, which is so, like, school. It's the first, she just kind of has that energy. Exactly. And I feel like that's, it's kind of funny, we're recording this during Virgo season, like, kids are starting back school, like, there's a Gilmore Girls time of year. There 100% is. Okay, wait, I, I found something. Um, Okay, just realized that Sookie of True Blood and Sookie... Most McCarthy of Gilmore Girls share the same spelling. Um, I always assumed that Gilmore Girls Suki was spelled Suki because yeah, Kooky. So it is that liquid U. So it is. It is Suki. Suki, not Suki. <laughs> but it's confusing because that's how it's spelled. So there we go. But that's it is well, and it's spelled two different ways, and so yes. it's probably pronounced. Yes. So there we go. I feel like you're completely within the right here. I always like to defend people you. <laughs> with weird word pronunciation because I feel like I'm always one step away from you. Yeah. Okay, well, there are some birthdays that, like, we know for a fact. Like, and there are some times that are, like, woven into Gilmore Girls' like land and their reality. And so I was like, okay, well, Rory, we 100% know her birthday and her time. I then did a little research and found out that we know tricks. The Lorelai the first, her birthday. We also know Lorelai's birthday for sure. So what I think is interesting is the three birthdays that are mentioned in the show that we know for sure are the three Gilmore girls. Because Emily mm. is technically not a Gilmore girl from that bloodline. Mm. And it's the three Lorelai's. Wow. And I'm wondering if that was intentional. Oh, my God. I wonder. That's amazing. That's a, that's some really hardcore sleuthing right there. <laughs> oh, my sleuth skills got re- like <laughs> Catherine. The CIA should hire me, but only if they want me to report on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> In astrology. I'm not going to give a shit about probably what they want me to record about. So I'm going to be like, look, if you guys just need a embarrassing amount of information about the astrology of Gilmore Girls. I am your girl, but that's it. Oh my god, I'm so here for it. But then what I did from there is then figured out the birth... Okay, so we also know the birth month Is that what all Richard- these black stars mean? Yes! This, they're coded. <laughs> Three stars means we have the correct birth, date, and time. Okay, perfect. Two stars means we have the correct birthday, mm-hmm. and one star means we know the right birth month. Wow. I'm so impressed. So, and I I kept it to 13, and then I figured out what their sun, moon, and risings were, what I thought they were, and then I figured out the exact time that they would have needed to be born, and then pulled up all of their individual birth charts. I'm so impressed. You should be more concerned than impressed, <laughs> as well as everyone else. <laughs> Everyone else that's listening to this should be concerned. Well, I told my boyfriend what I did yesterday, and I sent him that chart. He's yeah. like, "What? Good? 
I don't know what to say to that. He's like, uh-huh. Great, honey. I'm really proud of you. Also a little concerned. Um, so let's start with, I figure we should start with the one that we mm-hmm. know. Like mm-hmm. that we 100% know this birth chart is real. And that is of Rory. So we, so this isn't, this is not a guess. I'm going to share this. Her time is canon too? Yes, her time. Oh my gosh. Because they have an episode where they, where that's revealed that she was born. So her exact birth time, and I just pulled it, and this is on whole sign, but can you see that when I share that? Okay. So, yeah, her exact birth time, it's 4.03 a.m. on October 8th, 1984 in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we go. So, (laughs) she's a Virgo rising. Uh And, again, none of this is, like, suspicion. This is, like, actually what she is. She's a Virgo rising, Libra sun, and a Pisces moon. Interesting, interesting. So looking at that chart, what are things that jump out at you? Oh, look at that little Scorpio stellium she's got going on. Right? (laughs) Right? Same, Rory, same. (laughs) That's so funny. She has Saturn. Is that Venus? Yeah. But doesn't that kind of make sense that all that with her south node and Scorpio? Because she does have that, like, intensity. Absolutely. Yeah, I see it. I definitely see it. I'm just taking it all in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, I felt like this is like when I first saw this. <laughs> There's a few things that like stick out to me instantly about it that I found really interesting. Number one is that so Lorelai is I at least have her as a Sag rising. Mm. And so to have that like fourth house with that Sag. Yes. I think is really interesting. Also, this with the primary years in school, she faced a lot of adversity in Chilton. Absolutely. And and in college, it got a little better. But Chilton followed her because the house ruler of Taurus is there. (laughs) There with it's freaking it's Paris. Oh my god! Yeah, wait. Let me look at. I'm like already doing the sinistry of all these characters. Oh, I know. I yes, I have art. That's kind of why I wanted to start with Rory and build because I feel like we're gonna be like crazy scientists. Yes, and, like, like mad scientists with this. And then also something that stuck out to me was you know Gemini newspaper career mid heaven, and then that Chiron from exactly. that pain and wounding from Mitchum. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense for her to be a Gemini mid heaven too. Yeah totally does and then she has that lovely mercury conjuncting her son yes in her second house so that's how she's made yes and she's got mars and jupiter in capricorn yeah mm-hmm. yeah i see it i see it all <laughs> this is really well done did they consult an astrologer i think they i think that's why they let us know their her birth time and there's just there's little hints to of it that you would think that and like even when you see lorelei's chart like it makes sense in the sinistry with 
different. And I think they just let you know enough that I don't know if they ever thought that two people would be crazy enough or I would be crazy enough to analyze all the dates and times. But I like to think that maybe someone somewhere thought that someone would and cared enough. I know. I'm like looking it up. I'm doing the research about this. Have you looked it up if they consulted? No, I have not looked. No, I have not looked up why it's like this. I want that job. I want to help. Right? <laughs> Wouldn't this be a cool job? <gasps> Catherine, that would be such a cool job if you were like a, a TV show, like consultant for astrology. Yes, that would be amazing. Well, I help. Do you know what's so interesting is when I was, um, well, I mean, I still am acting, but when I was professionally acting, before I was a professional astrologer and I was just doing astrology because it was what I had always done, I did. I always um, created a birth chart for my characters based off of, you know, all of their like personality quirks and and lifetimes and everything, you know, so it's a real thing, y'all. It's I've helped I've helped actor clients do the same. Oh my gosh. I, well, it's interesting because when I've, I've like started to get into script writing and I have all characters like charted out already. And I'm like, this is an amazing way to script write. Like this is is so, and you can look at sinistry, you can look at, and it gets you to really think about the complexity of a character when you're thinking through them in this like 12 dimension, well, multi-dimensional way. Absolutely. Yes. I actually, my director of operations, she's an actor also, and she just received a cast breakdown with a full astrology breakdown, including like, I think it said like Saturn square the moon or something. Like it got really specific. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Is that you? It's a it's a wide square, but it okay. is it's a square. It's a square by eight degrees. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, no, it was so funny. She sent she like did a little um story about it because she was like, when you're working for a professional astrologer and you get this kind of breakdown and know exactly what it means. So, uh, I me freaking up. love that. So that's Rory's, and then let's. I'm gonna just. I don't know if I can look at multiple. If, when I get more up, I'll just share my screen. I guess we should go to Lorelai next. Yeah, I want to take a look at Lorelai's. Look at all that Aries. <laughs> the, yeah, this is the right day. It we don't necessarily know the time. Um, okay. I put her as a Sag rising, though. Um, what are your thoughts? Because that definitely is up for debate. Um, no, I see her as a Sag rising. I'm trying to think of like how else things would work out. Um, no, I mean I see it. I I agree with that. I think like just that free spirited, you know, wild energy and stuff. She would definitely have like her Lilith and Sag and stuff too. Um but yeah, I like that choice. I'm trying to think if anything else would better better fit her. But the only thing no, I could I think, think about was Gemini. Yeah, I was going to say maybe like Gemini or even Leo. 
Um, I could see. But what's interesting is even with that, she has her. And actually, the reason I did not make her a Leo rising was because I didn't yeah. like having Jupiter in her first house. Mm-hmm. It just didn't fit her. And that is and you can't get out of that in this. Uh, yes, that makes but sense. But the Jupiter is still ruling, is still ruled. So her chart ruler is still ruled by Leo. Yes, yes. That's so true. And her whole life changed dramatically when she had a baby. Fifth house. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yes, you're so and right. And there's so and there's the wounding and there's Saturn, and but there's also and then there's Venus and she's a Libra. So there it is. She has mm-hmm. you know Rory mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, because that would have been her. Yeah, no, I like this. I like this better. And then she's a maid and she's so good at being a maid and she has, and she was a maid and that is so (laughs) six house energy. (laughs) I'm just going to let you go and I'm just going to agree with you because you have already (laughs) thoroughly thought this out. (laughs) I really haven't. No, I have not thought this out to this level. I'm just like, I'm now looking at it and seeing a lot of this. Well, I have my son in the sixth house and an earth sign, and probably one of the jobs I liked the most was housekeeping. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like a little Ken DeLorelei so in that manner. I can see that. I see that. So I'm curious, maybe, I don't want to necessarily, like, I want to show you the charts, but I also just want to hear your, like, what who what you think the sun, moon, and rising of characters are before I pull up their chart. And then I can show you what I think. Because I genuinely want, Lorelai's is not as debated, I feel like, but the rest of them are so wildly debated. Like, most people agreed that this was her chart. Um, or cl- something close to it. But everything else, with the exception of tricks, is mm. I completely made up. <laughs> so I want. So I don't. So I want to like hear your thoughts. So let's go. So let's. So Lorelai, we kind of talked about her, and we can come back to her. But what do you think the sun, moon, rising is for? Who do you want to do next? Do you want to do Emily or Richard? Ooh. Let's do Emily. Emily always reminded me of my own grandmother. <laughs> oh my god, I Me too. <laughs> like every time I watch this show, I'm like, it's Gigi. <laughs> well, a few things we do know for sure. The only thing we know well, actually we don't even know this for sure. We're I am guessing the year. So okay. I we think the year based on some things is 1942, but okay. pretty much every single thing else is completely up for debate. Okay. So what do you think her sun moon rising is? Oh my god, I feel so put on the spot because you've done all this research. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry. Do you want to just look at the chart just, and then you can tell I me just what you think? Look at the chart because I feel like you have already. That's fine. You've already crafted this beautiful. I just feel like a weirdo a little bit, so I'm no, trying to like de myself. No, I love it. Okay. No, and I per- so I actually prefer it that way. I prefer to look at a chart, like especially if you've already put time and effort into it, and then just like okay, to look cool. at the connections, because that's that's actually like that's how real people are too, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Okay, this one I've actually debated, and I've almost changed it a few times. I I can get on board, so I have her as a Scorpio Sun. 
Yeah, she has strong Scorp energy. Yeah, yes, and she's into. But then she flies off the handle like an Aries moon, mm. like, mm-hmm. and it's kind of random, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always last super long. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, it's in those short little bursts. Let's see. But then she does kind of have this Capricorn. Like, she doesn't come off as, like, fiery and exciting. Like, she comes off a little more solemn. So I think that's why I put her as a Cap rising, but I'm not sold on that. Yeah, I would definitely peg her for an Earth rising, for sure. Um, And she's not a Taurus rising. No. (laughs) A lot of people said she was a Virgo rising, and I feel like I could see that. That's what I was going to say, is I could definitely see, like, a heavy Virgo influence on Emily. So if we did that, if we're in whole sign housing, Mm -hmm. that would move. This would put her son in what? Basically, it would just move everything to the next element. Yes. So it would put her in the third house. Which I actually think I like that a little better. Yeah, I think I see that for her a little bit more. Yeah, I think I really liked this one because her fifth house had Taurus, and we know Lorelai's a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. True. And I think I just really liked that. <laughs> <laughs> and I also, I will say, I will say, I also really liked, but I think this still would work because Aquarius would be over here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked the idea that she fires her help randomly and she's really hard on her health that's very true and it's quick like a gemini it's quick like a gemini (laughs) but that aquarius would still be ruled and then it's touching that urinate so i I don't know i feel like you could still make an argument for it yeah i would still have that quickness i'm just interested okay so she's got this little scorpio stellium too along with miss rory i just mm. oh interesting that's Mm. true Let's let's look at now we're both the mad scientists. <laughs> well, there's Emily. Mm-hmm. And she does have a lot. Um, I did like, however, that the Jupiter was in her seventh house because Richard's huge. <laughs> <laughs> there were like some quirky <laughs> things that I was really into. I love that. That's hilarious. Can you see all these charts as I'm pulling them up? I can. Yes. I love Emily's little Gemini stellium going on here too, which would be in Rory's 10th house, you know, with all of that support of her career and... Oh, that's true. You know, like her further... And even would any of that fall? I'm because I use Placidus mostly, so I'm interested to know too. Like if we were to use that house system also, if that would fall like in her ninth house too, and then supporting like higher education for which for who for which one? Uh, well, like if 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 we were to look at everything Placidus also with like oh okay the degrees and stuff, but um, let's I'll pull Rory's up in Placidus on my phone real fast. Okay. We're getting very fancy. I did get fancy. That puts she well, she ends up having her north node in her ninth house. Rory would have Rory her does. north node in her ninth house. Oh, that's the same. That doesn't change. So nothing really changed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the degrees and everything are the same. 
Yeah. The only thing that really shifts is Pluto goes into her third house and goes into her second house. Oh. Everything else stays. It looks like everything the same. else basically stays in the same houses. Oh wait. Oh, I'm very wrong. What am I saying? No, they're all. Oh no, all. Oh, this makes sense. All of these planets move into her fourth house. So all of these. But I kind of like the whole. Yes, I like that. I also like the whole sign for the unexpected random pregnancy with that Mars Jupiter. But I think I like it. (laughs) And later in life, Capricorn. I mean, it didn't happen when she was 16. Um, But I think I. I do like having the Jupiter and Mars over there because that's Lorelai's uh, moon and sun. No. Right. Moon right. and rising. Moon and rising. Yes. Exactly. Yes. No, I, I do like, like that. that. I like that. That's nice. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Do we want to look at any? Well, I want to change Emily's. And then if we. Okay. Virgo rising. Oh, I like that. Just <laughs> Uh, okay. I'm going to just pull it up on the screen because I think it'll actually be okay. just as, and Perfect. then just for kicks, just because you, just because you love Placidus, we're going to also do a Placidus I version of it so you can. Placidus. I don't know. I just find, why don't you like it? I'm, I'm interested to know. To be honest, I don't think it's that I don't like it. I think it's that I like the simplicity and the ease of whole sign. And I find that I yeah. can I can come to a lot of the same conclusions, um, even in a whole sign there's, chart. There's little things for me because I'll look at whole sign also. But there's little things for me that like 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 you were saying, one planet moves over or something, and right. it changes the entire story. And for that reason, I I'm always drawn to Placidus. Well, it's kind of funny, even that you're as you're asking me this question, why? Because my son and I am a sun ruled. My chart is sun ruled because I'm a Leo rising. My son moves from the sixth house in whole sign to fifth house in Placidus, which is a very different having your son in your fifth house versus your sixth house. So you would yes. think I would be an advocate of Placidus. <laughs> um, hello. I know, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely making like an argument for you right now, for sure. Um, <laughs> I'm helping you with your, but uh yeah so we'll just look at both then we'll look at whole sign and so yeah, there there great. she is there she is in play <laughs> if i i wish i had asked i should have asked because i could have prepared both um oh that's okay i mean i can read both i just what i use personally right. is mostly well classes. i think it's i think it's good for you to look at what you're using because you're going to be able to read it like you read <clears throat> and you know okay yeah. i also kind of like this okay. comparing thing oh i like her pluto yeah. being in her 11th house yeah, let's see. And then that. Okay, I'm trying to get my bearings here. Yeah, you're fine. Okay, got, gotcha, gotcha. Here we go. <laughs> a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Yeah, I do that. I mean, I think that her Pluto works in either her 11th or her 12th. I'm interested. Why do you like it in the 11th? Because of her like little friend groups and stuff or yeah and i just feel like she just has that she's just that has that intense pluto energy around them and mm. she puts a lot of emphasis on it um it's true 
I like, I also like that her part of fortune is in her fifth house in, um, in, in Placidus, even though I don't think, but I'm also would, well, where do you look at grandchildren? What house do you tend to look at? Um, you know what's funny is I don't tend to look at grandchildren a lot. I know. I don't think I really ever have either. I just I'm was like, like, oh my God, I've never looked for that before. I, I don't be think honest. I have either. That's why I was asking. Where you. do you look for grandchildren? I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever have either. And I was like, well, I guess I would look in the fifth house. Yeah. Because it's children. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I look at the fourth house a lot when I, when I, cause I work with a lot of women too. So looking at the lineage of like, you know, the grandmother and the mother and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's such a good question. Where do you look for grandchildren? I'm sure there's an actual answer to this too. <laughs> there are astrologers out there that, oh, it is it. Oh, you know what? Oh gosh. I'm making so many arguments for this Placidus house. Look at this because I love I'm you. It I, well, I love, oh my gosh, Catherine. No, the Capricorn doesn't like when her systems change. And I am <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> I don't like that she has this in her 10th house because Emily's not a career person. Uh, yeah, but she is a big reputation person. And and you could even make the argument that that is like within her social circles, her being like the queen bee and the president and the leader of all of those, you know? That's true. But in Placidus, it moves to her ninth house, which... I would say she does have that travel bug in her for sure. That too. Yeah. I'm just making arguments for why you're right. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. You're arguing both sides. What do you think about the node switching from her first seventh and first to the, I'm a Libra mood. This is what I do. For To the uh -huh. um, 12th Same. and 6th. Oh yeah, that's true. Her node? Let's see. From the... Um, okay. No, I I like the Placidus. I like having it in the 12th and the 6th. I think that makes sense for her. What do you think? I do. I like that too. I personally really love that she has her Neptune in her second house though on her whole sign because mm. I think that the way she spends money is very Neptunian. <laughs> Like she and it's and it's forming a trine to Uranus, and I think that she's very quick with her money spending. This is very true. So I do like that, but I, I think I like that better because I didn't really see a journey from Emily. Like, well, I guess she kind of did because Richard kind of dies, kind of dies. He dies, and well, she has to like, yeah. yeah. That's sort of what I was thinking too. Um, and then I wanted to look up, okay, so for astrology for grandchildren, most people say the fifth or the ninth house. The fifth or the ninth. Okay. So in this one, oh, well, that's interesting because I would say that I think she loves Rory, but I don't think that it was a pleasant experience her coming into this world. Yeah. Well, and, and also there is that restriction and stuff, too. Um, and then, hmm. 
And yeah, like you said before, she's got the Pars of Fortune in the the fifth in Placidus, and then the sixth whole sign. Okay. I love her moon in the eighth house, though. I love that for her. That is where her moon is. Yes. Yes. And it's in both charts, too. <laughs> it's, like, definite. Yeah, well, and, and you said, does Lorelei have... What is Lorelei's moon? Lorelei's moon's in Aries, which I like. Oh, okay. So they both have Aries. Yeah, and that's her mom. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that would mean, too, that Lorelei her whole little Aries stellium would fall in Emily's eighth house also. Which would make a lot of sense. And Lorelai's chart wouldn't shift very much because her rising is at four, if we're going to say it's, well, I guess we really don't. This is also very arbitrary, so it could go anywhere. Yeah. Like, this, I did yeah. not make sure that it was four degrees of Sag. Like, I just was trying to make sure it was Sag. <laughs> I didn't get that insane. So this is, this could also be <laughs> shifted. I might like that Mars being shifted in her seventh house. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. That would work. Yeah, and then let's see, like, little Emily's. Yeah, her little Scorpio. I'm Because I'm just so interested in these little stelliums and how they're interacting with each other's charts. Well, because, no, because I'm looking at Emily's little Scorpio stellium, and Rory has that little Scorpio stellium also falling in Lorelai's 12th. Rory, where are you? We've lost her. <laughs> Rory, where'd you go? <laughs> we lost Rory. There she is. <laughs> oh, yeah. She has this. And. Uh-huh. And it's showing up. Oh, well, that would make Emily and Rory both Virgo rising. See, I think that's interesting. Because. I actually see that a lot, <laughs> like different expressions too. of them, but then definitely like as Rory gets older, she becomes more and more and more like a grandmother, you know? you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. I think you can tell we really did have a ball recording this episode and we could have just kept going on and on and on. So that's only part one. <laughs> I had to split it up into two episodes because there's so much content and I didn't want to make this a two hour long podcast episode. So part one Gilmore Girls is coming out you know, this week and next week you will have part two where we will dive into some of the rest of the characters. So guys, tell me what you thought of this episode. Was this fun? Do you want me to do other TV shows? Um, what other TV shows would you want me to do? Um, I've thought about doing The Good Place, New Girl, um, Ted Lasso I think would be really fun to do. Um, but I'm open to suggestions or even movies that you guys think would be fun. Um, I've also thought about doing like astrology for like people, like real people that there've maybe been like autobiographies of or like movies about them. 
Um, and I'm really interested always in like business stuff. So if that's something you guys are interested in, like I just watched, um, we crashed, which is, it's so good guys. Um, it's on Apple TV. It has Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto and it's about we work and Adam and Rebecca Newman and the journey of that business and the crash of that business. And it is wild. And Caleb and I had watched many documentaries about, um, we work. And then when they did a movie or a show about it, we were so stoked. Um, and so I think it'd be really fun. Cause I've looked, I look at their astrology, like as I'm watching the show, um, and I look at it of the characters and the actors. Cause I think that's really fun. Um, there was something we watched recently. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. And the, I think they had to have hired an astrologer to cast that show because, like so many of the main characters, the actors that played them had the same because Wolf of Wall Street is based on a true story. Um, so Jordan Balfour, who the movie's about, Leonardo DiCaprio and him have the same moon, like down to the degree. And then his business partner, who's played by Jonah Hill, I can't remember his name right now, um, but they also had the same moon down to the degree, uh, like very close. So. I personally think that they hired an astrologer, which is why I think that they feel so natural in that movie. Um, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, if you guys would like more episodes like that, um, please let me know. I love astrology, but I like putting it into context. Okay, please, please, please remember, if you haven't already, become a patron on Patreon. For just $11 a month, you are going to get a deep dive into March. And I'm working on March episode now. So you'll get a day-by-day breakdown of the energy. Um, Whereas on here, I'm just going to give an overview. And on here, it's where I'm going to do the Akashic Records channeling. I may or may not pull, I may pull cards every month. Let me guys know, let me know if you guys enjoyed that last month. Um, I'm kind of playing around with the forecast for the month. That might change. I might have different guests on and we'll kind of tune into the energy. But consistently, if you're like, no, I like my day by day breakdown of the astrology ahead. I want my PDF print out with the notes. Go be become a patron on Patreon for $11 a month. You're also going to get monthly new and full moon rituals for your rising sign, which is amazing. So you'll get to know exactly and that that comes with a card pull. It comes with different meditation techniques. It comes with different yoga for your rising sign and how to activate those moons, which is so exciting. You're also going to get 10% off of all services and packages from me. Um, and then you'll also be getting a monthly activation or meditation. Um, right now there's root chakra on there and sacral chakra, sacral chakra as well. So then they're beautiful Reiki healing meditations. Um, also make sure to go ahead and sign up for your 2023 year ahead forecast reading. I am doing those in person at Talks Josh Studios in Brentwood, and I am also doing them virtually online. And one other announcement, I, if you guys know, I used, I have taught voice for many, many years, and I just recently opened up my own voice studio. It is called Studio Pink. I am currently accepting students both in person and virtually. And my goal with this studio is to really focus on the performance overall. And I'm ages 11 and up and I am taking um, males and females, but I will say that I, I tend to specialize in like tweens and teens um, girls. So 
But I also have taught students into their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, and I've taught students younger than that. But um, I am, I'm not accepting younger children like eight or nine or anything like that. If you're really mature at nine or 10, maybe. Um, I know I just said I wouldn't do nine, but really mature. Um, if you think your child can handle it, but I'm really encouraging and positive and motivating, but it is, it's for people that are really wanting to work on their craft. So, and I'm doing those virtually and I'm doing those in person in Brentwood. Um, so I'm going to actually include a link in the show description for that. And also if you're like, I don't, you know, even if you're like, you know, my age listening to this and you're like, I've always wanted to take voice lessons do it. It'll be so fun. It's honestly singing is it's good for you mentally. It's good for you spiritually. It's also good for like your anxiety levels um, because it activates the vagal nerve, um, which is really, really good for anxiety and stress management. So I can tell that I haven't been singing as much and my stress levels have gone up. And as soon as I started singing more, as I've started taking students again, my stress levels immediately went down. So even if you're not trying to be the next Beyonce, but you love singing, you want to get better at it, and you could use a little stress relief, sign up. It is a wonderful. Plus, I'm doing 30-minute free trial lessons, so come see if it's a good fit. Um, okay, guys, I hope you have a fabulous week. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, and yeah, let me know what you think. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. Bye. Bye.